My name is Jill Phillips and I'm the creator of Who's Shoes, a popular approach to co-production. I was named as an HSJ100 wildcard and want to help give a voice to others talking about their ideas and experiences. I'll be chatting with people from all sorts of different perspectives, walking in their shoes. If you are interested in the future of healthcare and like to hear what other people think, or perhaps even contribute at some point, Whose Shoes Wildcard is for you. I've never done this before. Normally my podcasts are a little more planned. But here are my spontaneous thoughts and reflections on a podcast that I only heard today. I'm going to be talking about awards and specifically giving my acceptance speech for my CBE Lemon Class 2020 awarded for Challenging the Status Quo. But that's really jumping ahead, so you'll have to wait a little bit longer to find out what I'm talking about. I think my JFDI spirit here is probably inspired by meeting up with my friend Helen Calvert this week. Helen was one of the original Matt Exp, that's maternity experience, movers and shakers, a real leader. She was talking about how she just sometimes jumps online to make a video while her hair is still wet, just because she's got a message that she wants to get out there. I love Helen. Somehow my generation don't really do that. Certainly, we never did. When I think of all those years that I didn't go swimming when I was young, because I had a perm. I had to have a perm because my hair was apparently too unexciting to wear naturally. And of course, my permed hair went frizzy if I went swimming. And so I didn't go swimming. What the hell was that about? I love swimming again now, and I go every week. So here I am with my metaphorical wet hair jumping in. Although even I know that it doesn't really matter whether you've got wet hair or not if you're recording a podcast. Anyway, the podcast I'm talking about that inspired this episode is the latest episode of The Ops Pod by Florence Wilcock. It's called Awards. You really must listen. It's a tour de force. Awards in general, but specifically awards in the NHS. How they motivate, demotivate, frustrate and generally stir feelings. And then flows fabulous zesty bit, which I'll repeat here because it's such a brilliant message. So powerful and incredibly true. So today's zesty bit. Remember what counts. It isn't the awards or the rewards. It's how you make people feel. I once saw on Twitter a comment that that should actually be the first question at interview for any healthcare professional. They were talking about consultant interview. It could apply for nursing, midwifery, GP, allied health professionals, the lot. How do you make people feel? Rely not on external validation, but on internal validation. Think, how do you make people think and feel? And let that be satisfying enough at the end of the day that you feel that you have made other people feel valued, supported, safe and cared for. And that award 
should be enough. I feel a whole new NHS campaign coming on there. How do you make people feel? Right up there with what matters to you. So what's my experience of awards? I guess I've been quite lucky, really. I've had quite a bit of recognition myself and my whose shoes work some of it completely out of the blue in particular i guess my nomination as an hsj 100 wildcard which inspired this podcast in the first place but curiously listening to flo's podcast sparked a whole mix of thoughts and reflections from all sorts of stages of my life so i thought i'd try and make some kind of sense of them here where do awards start from Did we have them when I was at primary school, in my day? At first I thought we didn't have any. We certainly didn't have stickers or Star of the Week or any of the kind of stuff like that that they have these days. But I suddenly remembered. In my last years at junior school, I won the Poetry Prize. I've got no idea what the other awards were, but that's what I won. I still have the little paperback books with a note from my head teacher in the front of each of them. A puffing quartet of poems in my fourth year, 1965. Fourth year would be year six in current parlance and Four Feet and Two, an anthology of verse that I won the previous year. And I felt a little goosebumpy kind of moment realising that the spark of writing poems was sown and indeed recognised all those years ago. I remember my teacher, Mr Trebway, who encouraged us, and what a big part poetry plays in my work these days, in whose shoes. I bet Mr Trebway would be pleased. He used to call me Twinkletoes. I've got no idea why, and I wonder if that would even be allowed these days. So then I got thinking about the Newbold Hope Conference that I did last week with Yvonne Newbold. Check out her amazing work. I chatted to Yvonne in episode 13. Interestingly, I first met Yvonne when we were both named as HSJ Inspirational Women back in 2014. An award. Along with Alison Cameron, we were outside the more obvious NHS leaders, who I think made up the other 47 recipients. We weren't in the NHS at all. We were outsiders. I had a quick look back at the booklet that they produced. Yes, we keep these things over the years. The memorabilia of awards, another topic perhaps. Looking at the booklet, it's interesting to see what people were cited for, particularly people that I've got to know and love since. Sarah Jane Marsh was already up there for her strong focus on staff and patient engagement. Well, that hasn't changed, thankfully. Deborah Lee now Chief Executive in Gloucestershire, who gave a wonderful and very personal introduction to one of our Matt Expo Shoes events recently, was, and I quote, proving it is possible to have a family life alongside a senior role, she has two young children. Shock her a probe. Would they say that about a man, I wonder? Uh, no. I've since come across Julian Patterson, who pokes fun at all things awards and pretty much everything else on Twitter. And I guess there's a healthy balance somewhere to be struck between the different perspectives. It's very whose shoes territory indeed. So returning to Yvonne Newbold's conference, she had some truly extraordinary speakers, 
challenging stereotypes around violent and challenging behaviour in children caused by anxiety. I loved it as it looked way beyond the usual healthcare parameters. People have lives, lives in the community. Children have lives, including their life in school. The role of education in children's development and well-being is huge, but often services and support circles, healthcare, education, social care, community, do not link up and talk to each other. So it was wonderful to hear Rachel Tomlinson, a really forward-thinking head teacher, speaking at the conference, speaking about awards and rewards. Rachel has a radical approach to awards in school. She doesn't have any. She doesn't have any sanctions either. She basically advocates seeing the child as a whole person, realises that they come from very different backgrounds and opportunities and will be motivated by different things. If they're having a meltdown, look beyond the immediate challenging behaviour and help the child to feel safe. In terms of rewarding them, Recognise exactly what it is they're doing well. By talking to the children, and really it's co-production at an early age, Rachel confirmed the fact that children appreciate being recognised for their individual efforts and achievements by the person they value most, typically their teacher, rather than necessarily being given the star of the class type award on a predictably rotating basis, which can actually be a bit meaningless for those who know they'll be chosen, and very demotivating for those who don't get chosen. I'm paraphrasing Rachel's incredible talk and approach. Obviously, it's far more nuanced than that, but you get the idea. I'm so privileged to meet with people like this who are prepared to think differently and to challenge the status quo, as apparently I do, my Lemon Award. But more of that anon. Flo talks in her podcast about awards being political. Oh boy, do I know about that. In my pre-Who Shoes life, employed by the social care department of a local authority, I won an award, which got me in a lot of trouble. It was from the Association of Social Care Communicators and I flew up to Glasgow to receive it. We had a wonderful awards ceremony. And when I got back to work... I was marched off to a little interview room and asked lots of questions and effectively disciplined. It was the beginning of a great falling out. I was clearly too creative and had broken some unwritten rules, it seemed. I'm still not quite sure what they were. I might talk about this further when I finally publish that book. But for now, suffice to say that I won a national award for communications taking the concept of personalised care and communicating what it meant in a really creative way, bringing it to life through an innovative tool, actually a board game, but ruffling a few feathers along the way. This was before Whose Shoes, and quite separate. At the awards ceremony, photos were taken. I was holding the winning frame certificate with someone who apparently shouldn't have been there. The official photo was cropped when it was published in the paper. It looked ridiculous, as though I'd got three hands. In fact, I've only got two. As part of the award, I won quite a large sum of money for my department. It contributed to the wider departmental awards ceremony. We didn't normally have one, but we did that year. 
Clearly, I couldn't be completely ignored, but my achievement was made into a team award. And I have photos of me holding this award alongside people who had absolutely nothing to do with it. I'd like to think that the more ethical people felt simply embarrassed, but there were a couple of smiling faces as if they'd done absolutely everything to make this award-winning achievement happen. They so hadn't. I definitely think there's a time and place for awards and it's really nice when you get something that actually does matter to you. One of the awards that did mean a lot to me was back in 2008. I jumped ship from my day job to set up Who's Shoes and I really have very little idea what I was doing and I had a lot of support from Coventry University. They're very entrepreneurial and I was a finalist in their Institute of Applied Entrepreneurship New Business Awards for the most inspirational story. I was runner-up and I don't remember exactly what the person who won it had done, but I remember it was a disabled chap who had a really wonderful inspirational story and I was really happy with that. But perhaps another year I would have won it or indeed perhaps I wouldn't even have been shortlisted. It's all rather arbitrary, isn't it? A lot depends on the people who happen to be nominated at the same time as you. And another example... As a lot of you will know, I love working with the Darcy Fellows at London South Bank University. They have a Citizens Academy. Now, Mary Ryan, one of the citizens, put me forward as Citizen Improver of the Year for the ICIPS Awards. That's the Institute of Continuous Improvement in Public Services. This was in 2018. To be nominated by someone with lived experience meant a lot to me and I went up to Leeds and received the award from Professor Becky Malby, who runs the Darcy programme. Becky had crowdsourced some comments about me from people who knew me, particularly people on Twitter, and she read them out, which was quite embarrassing. But it was really special, not just what people said, but particularly, to be honest, the fact that she'd gone to that time and troubled to do that, I was really touched. I think it's all about whether the award feels meaningful to you and seems to recognise something that actually matters to you. Last year I was shortlisted for the Meridian West Midlands AHSN Innovation and Improvement Champion Awards and I was up against some really great competition. This included Hesham Abdallah, a guy I really respect and admire who set up Hexitime a very highly regarded timeshare type scheme in the NHS. In the end, several of us shared the award. Now that could be seen as a cop-out, why not just pick someone? But really it felt inclusive and encouraging and has helped forge some bonds between us, leading to further improvement, which after all is what it's all about. So coming back to Yvonne Newbold again, and the Queen's Honours. Yvonne won an MBE this year and I couldn't be more thrilled for her. Everyone was thrilled for Yvonne. She's one of the most humble people I know and achieving so much. If all awards were like this, you simply would melt with delight. The absolute opposite of some of the more cynical awards that we see for certain politicians and people who are in the right place at the right time or know the right people. People who've not gone the extra mile or at least not for anyone but themselves. It's wonderful to see ordinary, in inverted commas, people like Yvonne being recognised, extraordinary people by definition, people making a difference to families, to communities. This is what 
awards should be about, I think. And several other amazing people that I know also won MBEs this year. Amanda Mansfield, an incredible mover and shaker in maternity care, who's just moved from her innovative position as consultant midwife at London Ambulance Service to take up the head of midwifery role in Chesterfield. I'm sure that they're so lucky to have her there, and the award is so well deserved. Pauline Woods, for her work at Born Too Soon, the neonatal unit at Kingston Hospital. Wow, what incredible work Pauline's achieved over a long career, helping so many parents with tiny babies, making a difference as they begin their family life, the very opposite of the kind of terrible problems highlighted in the Ockenden report published this week. We need more Paulines, and in fact the community that I know who are doing things like family integrated care Take a listen to episode 18 with Nadia Leek and Rachel Collum. They're the kind of people that should be getting awards. Okay, so what was my CBE Lemon Award? Florence and I have never spoken about it publicly. I'm not actually sure we're allowed to, but here goes. Flo tells the story in this week's episode of the OBS pod. Then what about the big one? The Queen's Honours. Theoretically, the recognition of excellence. Those whom are trying to change things and do good for society. Every time they're published, whether it be New Year's or the Queen's birthday, I feel frustrated. Politicians, celebrities, sports personalities just waltz into those awards. It's unusual for the little person, the person in their community, to get anywhere. Don't get me wrong, some amazing colleagues I know have been nominated and have won highly well-deserved Queen's Honours. And that has been amazing and I appreciate not everyone can win. But again, I attempted to nominate my good friend Jill, known as Who Shoes. The process is complex if you're not an organisation nominating a person. It's not really geared up for individuals to nominate. One has to get at least two letters of support. And so I set about getting letters from all sorts of people those in positions of power and those that weren't. I was trying to demonstrate a depth and breadth of work showing her kindness, generosity, creativity and being a force for change in healthcare. I sent in abundant evidence, topping it up month on month. They tell you you can't tell the person that you've nominated And they also tell you there's up to a two-year wait. So I waited. 18 months in, there was a chink of hope. I was told that my nomination was being considered and I was asked for an update. So I sent in yet further information. Additional, all the amazing things she'd been up to in the meantime, but to no avail. In the end, I felt sad 
that I had seen many people write amazing things about her. Every wonderful thing that had been said not to be seen by her because it was a secret. So when, after two years, no award, I took things into my own hands. I took every letter of support. I took every comment. I took all the wonderful things that had been said and the huge long list of people who felt she deserved it, who had put themselves out to try and support my nomination. I put it in a book. I made her a book and I awarded her a CBE Lemon Class 2020 for challenging the status quo. And I gave it to her with my own version of an appropriate medal. So I was just so moved by this, the fact that Flo had gone to all that trouble, the fact that she gathered testimonies, if you like, from people who really mattered to me. The thought of her waiting all that time was pretty extraordinary because I think Flo's not so good at waiting. When she finally realised that it wasn't to be, she compiled a fantastic book sharing with me all the different contributions that people had made. I'm looking at it now. It's lovely. I was so moved by it. I don't really do this kind of stuff and I really didn't know how to react to it. It was just so incredibly moving to read and find out what people who really mattered to me had said about me and my work. So this was in 2020. And as I say, we've never told people about it, but now it's out there in Flo's podcast series and I think it's brilliant. Obviously, I thanked Flo at the time for the incredible time and effort and love that she put into that application and crowdsourcing it like that. Far and wide, not even just our maternity friends, but lots of other people I've met through my wider work, such as dementia care. And we're not talking about people writing a paragraph or two. They all wrote pages. So again, because of the kind of awkwardness of it, I've never actually thanked the people or acknowledged that that I knew what they'd said. So I think I'm going to name them like a role of honour, as honestly, each of these people is totally amazing and deserve an honour themselves if they haven't already received one, which obviously some of them, like Yvonne, already have. So here goes. The Lemon Parade. Andrea Sutcliffe. Kath Evans. Pippa Kelly. Zoe Bajelian. Yvonne Newbold. Nicola Enoch. Anne Remmers, Sunita Sharma, Leanne Howlett, Joanne Minford, Jacqueline Dunkley-Bent. No hierarchy, just people, and what an amazing bunch of people. But particularly thank you to you, FabObs Flo. You are a superstar in recognising others. I so hope you win a British Podcast Award, but if you don't, your podcast is still just as special And so many people know that they are valued, supported and feel safe as a result of your wonderful obstetric care. I can hardly even look at the lovely book that Flo compiled for me. It just means so much. The Lemon Award genuinely meant more to me than any official award. Thank you, one and all. So there you have it. My acceptance speech for my CBE 
Lemon Class Award 2020 and I didn't even have to buy a hat. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe now to hear more of these fascinating conversations on your favourite podcast platform and please leave a review. I tweet as Who's Shoes. Thank you for being on this journey with me and let's hope that together we can make a difference. <laughs>